This podcast episode is from the March of Dimes third annual It Starts With Mom live event. And this was the keynote fireside chat between me and Kelly Rowland. Listen in. All right, that's Total Mom Sense listeners. I want to take a second to give you a peek behind the curtain of the podcast industry. No surprise, it's a bit of a boys club. Only about 28% of charting podcasts are hosted by women, even though women audiences listen to podcasts 20% more than men. Women also control 85% of household purchasing power in the US. So the question is, why are our voices undervalued in this space? One company that's working to solve this problem is Asa Collective. I'm proud to be a member of this platform that connects women and podcast creators with advertisers to amplify and support underrepresented voices. Asa has helped me connect with aligned brands and advertisers, and they have been a dream to work with. And I'm so proud to represent the sponsors that I do. If you'd like to support Asa's efforts and learn more about the company, they're running a crowdfunding campaign on Start Engine to become one of the first podcast networks owned by its listeners and members. That's you and me. Visit startengine.com slash Asa, O-S-S-A, to learn more. I'd also like to give a shout out to Antonia Boake, who is the founder of Mom Space & Co. They're meeting moms where they are in business, motherhood, and life through community and conversation. Their focus for this year is to impact the lives of four moms and assist in helping them getting back on the right track. Funds obtained this year will be going towards their rent pay initiative. And it's one that helps moms who had a hard time meeting their rent payments during the pandemic. With the eviction moratorium being lifted, eviction rates have been higher than ever. And the organization wants to do its best to help moms in our community avoid facing eviction. Please join Mom Space & Co. by reaching their goal of $4,000 for four moms. And they know they can surpass that goal with your help. So to donate, visit momspaceco.com. That's momspaceco.com. Thank you for helping this community. Thank you for doing your part. Being a working mom is a lot of sacrifice. It's also incredible because our kids get to see us fulfill our dreams and do the things that we love and they get to see hard work. Do you have to go to work? I said, baby, this is like hurting me even more than it's hurting you. I was like, but I completely hear you. I tell him when I'm coming back. I tell him when I'm going to call him and everything. I said, but can I tell you one thing? He says, yes, mommy. Do you like going on vacation? He says, yes, because that's one of the things he loves. I had to start there. Do you like this house? Yes. I said, go open that refrigerator. He went to open the refrigerator. I said, it's full of food. He said, yes. That's what mommy and daddy work hard for. Those simple yes. things. Hi there. It's Kanika. Get ready for another season of That's Total Mom Sense, where I interview global thought leaders on their life stories, the legacy they're passing on to their kids, and of course, their mom sense and dad sense superpower. 
It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Hey, I'm Daphne Oz. Hi, I'm Shawnee Darden. Hi, this is Chris Lynn. Hi, I'm Bob Nishamalan. Hi, this is Tony Leroy. Hi, I'm Shannon Lee. Hi, I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. Hi, this is Michael Perry, founder of Maple. And you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. It's our mission to be inclusive. So we're having dads pull up a seat at the table. Tune in to my new monthly segment, What Matters Most with Maple, featuring my co-host, Michael Perry, tech founder and devoted father of two. Thank you to my brand partners, community, and you, yes, you, for making this podcast possible. Episodes release every Thursday. Join my tribe by logging on to thatstotalmomsense.com and subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland, and you're checking out That's Total Mom Sense. Hi, everyone. I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta. I am a television journalist, podcast host of That's Total Mom Sense, wife and mom of three. I am having a fangirl moment right now because I am with the beautiful, talented singer-songwriter, actress, and author who has grown up right alongside us. She's been singing her whole life and began her musical career as a founding member of Destiny's Child. And here we are with children of our own. Please allow me to say her name, say her name. Kelly Rowland! Hey! That's a heck of an intro! (laughs) Thank you! I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you. So happy to be here with you, too. You said mom of three. I was like, so like, oh, my (laughs) goodness. Yes. And I want you to know, Kelly, that, you know, you have fans around the world, but your OG fans are moms because we just understand you on a completely different level now. (laughs) P.S. I feel like since we've all grown up together, there's a different way in which we approach motherhood. We try to do it in a very honest and authentic way. I love watching that. I really, really love watching that. Because I remember when I first had Titan, I had this seatbelt on the wrong way. I'm learning. I didn't know. And yeah. uh, someone wrote on my Instagram and they were like, what kind of mother are you? By the way, they were right. But that's not the point. It's the way we communicate to each other. It should always right. be with grace and it should always be with humility because I never, or as my mother would say, I ain't never heard of the perfect mama. (laughs) We're all figuring it out as we go. So when it was, I saw this whole movement of a lot of that, not necessarily accusatory, but it's just the judgmental side, like that judgmental mom situation Mm -hmm. that was happening. I'm like, get that out of here, which probably means when you really think about it and start to break it down, it's like, oh, they're self-critical. You know what I mean? So I'm just thinking that they should probably give themselves grace because, you know, they're expecting everyone else to be perfect. But I'm not perfect. I don't get it right all the time. I try as much as I can. If you were to write a letter to your teenage self, what would you tell her? I would tell her to trust her gut that she is smarter than she thinks, to surround yourself My girlfriends are great. So I I feel like I really hit the lotto there. But (laughs) I would say as far as uh, business is concerned, don't be afraid to jump. I wish I would have taken more risks on myself, even at a younger age, because the older I get, I'm like, dang, you're really smart. (laughs) 
But why yes. did I think that when I was younger? I'm like, wow, like just tapping into that early. And maybe that's, you know, I, I know with my my kids now, I'm like, oh, Titan, you're so smart. But that's, I wish I would have heard even more of that when I was younger. Did you always know that you wanted to be a mom someday? I did. I, I knew I wanted to be a mom. Actually, there was a plan in my head to be a mom at 25. And okay. Yeah, <laughs> when um, yeah, those timelines <laughs> exactly when business started rolling along, I was like, "Well, there's no time for that for me right now." But right. I watched my other friends back home become moms at 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, and I was like, "I'm really behind." That's all I kept saying was, "I was really behind." And at 33, I became a mom. You know, um, so I think that it happens when it's supposed to happen. You know. Your mother, Doris, was yes. a force in your life. What are some life lessons that she imparted to you that have shaped who you are today? Affection. She was so affectionate. Like, I always wanted to hold your hand. I always wanted to be next to you. I would sing the theme song to Amen, which was a television show. And uh-huh. every time you would hear the organ come in on the show, I would hear it and I would jump up. And my mom was like, sing, baby. You know, so that was like... <laughs> Her motivating me and hyping me up and getting me all excited. Those are the things that I like love and take away and remember from her to like Christmas. This house is coated in Christmas, like Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Um, oh there's decorations God. in every room. I'm baking a pound cake or a trying. I'm figuring, <laughs> trying to figure out like just to gather and get the essence of her but there's so many things that she taught me, but I, I love that affection was a really, really big one for me. You know, you sadly lost her three weeks after your first child was born. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine what it was like, you know, on those long nights, especially when you're a first time mom with your baby. Just what was it like grieving that loss? Because many of us have gone through that, um, especially yeah. after these really trying years. For me, you about to make me cry. Um, it was hard because I was trying to hold it together for my kid. Because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't know what's going on with my body. And is it hormones? And is he going to get a sad hormone? And these were all the things I was thinking about. I was like, I yeah. don't want to cry. I don't want him to see me cry. My cousin's like, he can't see you cry, baby. He's just still has that gray thing over his eyes. It was so many things. Do I breastfeed? Can I breastfeed right now because of everything happening? And then funny enough, it was a shortage. And I eventually stopped because I had nothing to give. So it was now that I really think about it. And when I talk about it, even in therapy, I was literally hobbling along. Like I was really trying to figure it out as I went. Like literally the whole thing that we just made up about the parachute, I was figuring it out. I was figuring it out as I was going. And for me, I was missing her, grieving her. I wanted her to be with me to, you know, when, because all my other girlfriends had their moms with them after a girlfriend of mine had had a baby like a week after Titan, two weeks after Titan, I had girlfriends that had babies and their moms were right there with them. So that was a trigger for me. And every time I would see them with their moms, it would be a trigger for me. But I'm so grateful to my support system because I know specifically Angie B, she never wanted me to 
feel like I was missing something. She was always next to me. Michelle and B were always next to me. As soon as they heard the news, they were right to where I was with my mom in, in Atlanta at that time. So it was a transition in a new normal. And I missed her and I still miss her to this day, but I can definitely feel her. And it's moments that I'm in motherhood and I say something like her and I'll literally like look around the room and go, I know you're here. <laughs> so I appreciate those moments and I, I embrace those moments because I want to let her know like she is still felt. I, I love the interview that you did with Hoda Kotb. It was just so heartwarming. So how did you find the courage to reconcile with your dad? The journey there was a lot of uh, self a self journey um, mm-hmm. in doing the the work on myself and, and understanding that I had to be okay with whatever the outcome was because I could have reached out to him and he's like I'm not ready or I don't ever want to meet you you know I I knew that that could be a possibility and I was okay with it I made peace with that then I reached out to him and we set up a meeting place but literally walking towards the room in which he was and he was sitting and he was waiting for me my feet felt like they weighed at least a ton a ton i never had that kind of feeling ever in my life so this was a brand new feeling a brand new emotion and as soon as i sit down i couldn't think of one question not one wow so i literally let the spirit lead me and i sat down and i listened Everything that this man told me, I'd already heard my mother's side. This was the closing of the story and whatever I missed. You know what I mean? And I had to be okay with whatever. Exactly. Like, because sometimes you're not going to get the whole part of the story. We're human. Somebody's going to miss something. So, you know, I had to allow them space and grace. And that's what I did. And we gave each other a hug and I showed him pictures of his grandchildren or his grandson at that time uh, because it was just Mm -hmm. one. And he was like, can I please meet him? Like it was like because this is his only grandson, his only grandson. I remember the closer we got, he was like, are you going to have another one? I'd love to be with you when you're pregnant, baby. So, (laughs) um, I mean, before that, Tim and I were already thinking about having another one. But when I called him and told him before anybody ever knew, he balled his eyes out. Oh my goodness. I'm sure he was over the moon. Wow. Yes. I called him from the hospital room when Noah was born. I told him how much he was, like he was in my life again. And it's learning how to share that space with him too. Like for him, it kind of felt like a, a hazy dream until we started talking every day. And he was like, if a week passed and I only talked to him for one day, he's like, are you mad at me? Are you going to leave my... So he's operating off of... We're both operating in our trauma, you know, and right. trying to figure right. figure out the relationship. So needless to say, he is the sweetest man. I just love him so much. And I'm so grateful that our paths have crossed again, for sure. Oh, that fills my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we're taking to Noah have him. Me too. Um, Building grandfather in their life. It's beautiful. Yes, it really is. And and I also wanted them to, like, I wanted to do 23 and me with my dad and the ancestry line and start figuring that out for them because my husband has a whole book of all his family's history. And I'm like, I want that. So I, yes. I started trying to put the pieces to the puzzle. Like it's I think it's beautiful to know that, especially being African-American and all of our history was taken away from us. So we're literally trying to find our way back 
back to that all over again. Um, I want to <laughs> I want to talk about your fabulous kids. Your your son Titan has this big personality, and he was so ready to become a brother. I, I heard you share this on some, some interviews. He he has this nurturing you know quality to him, and he was ready, and he named his baby brother. And so yes. you have to tell us that whole backstory. <laughs> Amazing. So we have this video of Titan. Where he mm-hmm. says, um, before he goes to school, he goes, I want a brother. And I was <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> so I give him at the time. I was like, right. It's <laughs> oh, a lot. I want a baby brother. I want a baby brother. And for years, he's been asking for a sibling. And right. so then one day he says, I want a baby brother so that we can, we can make life together. Like we can go through life. That's what he meant. Like we can go through, I said, you mean we can go through life together? He's like, yes, we'll be my best friend. He'll be my best friend. I said, okay. And then I was, I looked at Tim and I was like, let's do it. And so (laughs) it was a couple months that passed and then COVID happened. And I was like, let's just try to see what happened. And we got Noah, but now he's praying for a sister. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. I mean, I'm 41 now. Like, everybody's like, who cares? It's like a, yeah. it's like a new version of moms, and they're in their 40s. And da, da, da. I was like, you know what? You're right. But am I ready for that? Am I ready? But my son asked for a sister. I said, if it happens, then it happens. Yes. But we don't know if it's going to be a girl or a boy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> What happens? And you're like, I wanted a girl. And it's a boy. You just (laughs) never know. So um, I I have to say I'm on the fence. I would definitely be open to having another baby. But my husband's like, oh, they're so expensive, baby. (laughs) That's what he keeps saying when I bring up another kid. He's like, they're so expensive, baby. I love that. And and Titan named. Yeah, he named him um, when he started to see my bump get bigger. I said, well, Titan, you got to. I was like, do you want to name him? He goes, really? I said, yes. I was like, you asked for him. You name him. So mm-hmm. he named him Noah. But here's the funny part. I had a choice between the name Bo, B-E-A-U-X is how I wanted to spell oh, it, or okay. Noah. And I had another name. <laughs> Everybody was really kind of hating on my name. It was Sphere, S-P-H-E-R-E. And okay. I told my sisters, they were like, no, absolutely not. You're not dancing. <laughs> so um, on the trip, I remember I was on my way back. I said, Titan, I got a name. He said, mommy, wait, me first. I said, yeah. He said, his name is Noah. I said, that's Did you read my list? <laughs> I feel like me and Titan were connected in another life anyways. And now that Noah's here and his presence is just the way it is. He and I knew each other in another life. So we just all exist in this space here now. And it's so beautiful. I love my boys. I'm yes. obsessed with them. Yes, yes. Um, what has your experience been as a working mom? A learning one. I, I feel like uh, when I first started to be to get back out on the road after I had Titan, he was like a couple months old. Every time I got in that car, I was in tears. Uh, working also allows me space to do the things that I love, too. You know what I mean? But here I am with these two little balls of love, and I miss them when I'm away, and they're an extension of me. So that makes it hard, especially now that I have two, it makes it hard. 
they don't really talk on the phone as much as I would like them to. They're kids. So they're like, right. no, I was having fun and you're now distracting that. I need you to get off the phone. <laughs> so yes, that's yes. how they are when I'm away. You know, I'm like, I think the best part we have is like reading together at night. Being a working mom is a lot of sacrifice. It's also incredible because our kids get to see us fulfill our dreams and do the things that we love and they get to see hard work. Do you have to go to work? I said, baby, this is like hurting me even more than it's hurting you. I was like, but I completely hear you. I tell him when I'm coming back. I tell him when I'm going to call him and everything. I said, but can I tell you one thing? He says, yes, mommy. Do you like going on vacation? He says, yes, because that's one of the things he loves. I had to start there. Do you like this house? Yes. I said, go open that refrigerator. He went to open the refrigerator. I said, it's full of food. He said, yes. That's what mommy and daddy work hard for. Those simple things. Exactly. Exactly. You've been involved with March of Dimes for many years. And we're we're in the midst of this, a mother of a movement to fundraise, educate, advocate uh, for moms. So what are some of the initiatives that are close to your heart when it comes to March of Dimes? This one right now specifically being a big one. I think about a a specific story uh, that someone actually told me. It was someone that I'm not exactly close to, but it's still too close, where there was a mom who went in and she knew something was wrong and the doctors and nurse actually ignored her and she ended up passing. And what was left, of course, is her husband and her baby on this earth without her. What I know of this person is that their spirit was incredible. They were so excited to become a mother. So to have this exciting moment of your life and then your life is taken away from you is not fair. And I know for Black women, it's usually, oh, well, they're strong enough or they're just crying about why are they crying about it? Well, this no question should be overlooked. If there's anything that a mother, a new mother is feeling, it should not go astray. The feeling, the any, the question, anything about it should never go astray. It should not go unnoticed or not untreated. It's, it's just wrong. When that happens, who's the one responsible? No one ever wants to point to the point the blame or, or say who's responsible for it. But the truth is the truth. And it's like, that part of it is just heartbreaking. So I, I say, pay attention to every single last one of your patients, every mother. She's a new mother. It doesn't matter if you think the question is the most ridiculous question. And it would be ridiculous if you thought the question was ridiculous because yes. it's just one seeking knowledge. That's it. Right. So if you're asking questions, have people around this ward specifically who care about every single detail there is about being with these mothers. You know what I mean? And making them feel comfortable to this new space that they already have to figure out on their own. Exactly. Lead with love. And that's what March of Dimes does. They lead with love every single time. So who's in your mom tribe? My mama T, my uh, BB, 
Cece, look, this is BB, Cece. <laughs> uh, my, all my girlfriends, really, uh, we, we swap stories. Lala, like all, all of my girlfriends, we figure it out. If there's something I'm, I feel like I'm not quite grasping, I always call and ask about it, especially like when I, I have a girlfriend who has two boys exactly, but hers are three years apart, maybe three years apart. Sorry, four, four years apart. So I call her a lot. (laughs) Yes, because I'm like, I, this is strange. He just tripped his brother. Is he supposed to hit him in the face? What do I supposed, what do I do? I don't want to tell him to leave him alone for the fifth time. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? You're just figuring it out, but your tribe is everything. Oh, yes. They're everything. Tell us an occasion where you trusted that mom sense of yours and it just steered you on the right path. A month ago. And I I think it's mom sense, but it's also your ancestors helping you along the way. Because I felt like this was my mom. It was two or three something in the morning and I caught a chill and it was all I heard was Noah. And I got up and I was like, it's cold. And then I, then I'm walking, picked up the pace. I got in Noah's room. It was freezing. And I was like, oh my God. And of course we covered him with the little full onesies. It was fleece, but his little nose was so cold. The way the air is in the house is just so weird. Cause where we were and where he is, it was, it's like a little bit cooler down, down, down that way. So I was like, okay, cool. Switch the air, of course, made it warmer and he was fine. But I was like, Thanks, Mama. And I went right back to sleep. Kelly, what are you most excited about this year? This year, I'm beyond excited about releasing my first children's book. Um, I actually did it with another fellow mom. Our kids met at school and they literally became like freaking frat. They both love basketball. Chase is his name. And um, her name, of course, is Jessica McKay. And so she started, uh, we actually started like swapping different mom stories of, of just being away from home and uh, with and having kids and what that was like. And she said she had an idea for a children's book. I was like, well, let's do it together. <laughs> so it's exactly what we did. And just the process of making it and um, having Fannie Lim as the uh, illustrator, just all of it was incredible. And it's a story that a lot of moms will be able to relate to. It's also uh, like the first book, uh, children's book, where you actually see an adult on a page like by themselves, you know, because the the story is about, of course, between a mother and, and a son. So we experience all these emotions. And I think that it's, as far as uh, working moms are concerned and Everybody thinks that the kid is the only one experiencing emotions and the parents do too. We miss our kids when we're at work. We miss our kids when we're traveling. And the dynamic is just really a real one, you know, and uh, we had a wonderful time and I'm so excited about it. Always with you, always with me is what it's called. And I'm delighted, like beyond delighted right now. So let's play a quick rapid fire game. I'll say a word and you can answer with a phrase or or anything that like first comes to your mind. Okay. Um, and the first word is mother. Sweet. Baby. Innocence. <laughs> Pregnancy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded one. Purpose. Meaning. Love. Family. Family. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Or home, home. I would definitely say home too. And lastly, legacy. Noah and Titan. 
Thank you, Kelly. This Thank was you. really, really just an amazing chat. I feel like we have so much to learn from you and to celebrate with you. And you're always with us too. And we're with you Thank too. You. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm just grateful that as a community, it was really dope speaking to you because I learned a lot too. And I think that as mothers, we have to always make sure our space is always like this with each other, like it's open to each other so that we fall into it. We are open to, um, you know, to our, our our mistakes, open to our greatness, open to other, you know, women and, you know, imparting their wisdom. I think you have to always stay open. Thank you for your um, insight and your wisdom as well in sharing your story as well. And to all of you who are going to, who are watching this, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to my conversation with Kelly Rowland on behalf of March of Dimes. It starts with mom. I had a fangirl moment because I still remember, you know, growing up in high school and being part of Chambers Choir, we would go outside during our lunch break and sing Destiny's Child songs. And uh, for our birthday party, I did a whole choreo to Survivor. So this was just a treat to be able to get to know Kelly on a more personal level. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly, for sharing your story. Thanks for all those listening in my tribe. I want to share some reviews and these are from secret admirers, but I got to give them a shout out. One says, love this show. I'm a better mom. Thanks to this podcast. That makes me so happy. Thank you. Thank you. And this is another one. I love, love, love that's total mom sense. Kanika knows what her fellow working moms are going through, and she gives us a little inspiration and a smile to keep kicking ass. That is absolutely true. Thank you for those words. And I appreciate you subscribing, rating, reviewing That's Total Mom Sense wherever you consume your podcasts. It means the world to me to have you in my tribe. You can always write to me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com. My team and I check all our messages and I'd love to hear your feedback. And if you have ideas for shows or guests, you know, you want to hear from, let me know. You can follow me at Kanika Chada Gupta on Instagram and on Twitter. Remember, trust your mom sense and dad sense. Stay strong, super parents. See you next time. That's total mom sense.